0: This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. (laughs) Boy! Hey, and welcome back to Nighty for Chill, the podcast. This is your host, Cool Movies Darth, or should I just go back to Plano Russ Stevens? I guess when it comes to the podcast game, I have gotten firsties to that name so if you're trying to find me on your google home d- device the best way to do that would be hey google play the latest podcast by russ stevens all right playing the latest episode of 90 chill.com the podcast the poetic critic versus disney on the turf on google podcasts hey google stop Who thought I would need to have two microphones for one of these introductions? You learn new things every day. I am working on trying to get this to be friendly with Amazon and Alexa. I just don't trust that woman. This week, Gregory Carl has returned, and it looks like he'll be back in a couple more weeks. So not to say that I don't like chatting with Gregory Carl, but you know what? I could use a little variety. So if you want to be on the podcast, send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Offer me a film, a director, an actor, or a theme, and I'm sure we could uh, create some podcast gold. Just keep the focus for stuff under one hour, 40 minutes. Uh, as for my work on trying to find features that qualify for 90 for Chill, that initial runtimes hurt them, I've recently gone through and taken a look at Doomsday, one of my favorite Neil Marshall movies, probably my favorite Neil Marshall movie. Maybe not his best, I could say The Descent's very solid and definitely have to be a fan of dog soldiers but doomsday is so batshit crazy i don't know how it didn't work out so but this week gregory carl and i are going to be talking about the french film that their director allegedly claims created home alone it's called deadly games aka dial code santa claus it's a french feature with a lot of, I found, a lot of Jean-Pierre Genet vibes to it. That's how I took it. And I think it's a little too dark and crazy. It's closer to the gremlins than Home Alone. But Gregory Carl will probably say, and a lot of people will say, yeah, no, this is definitely Home Alone. So we'll even talk about it with the next episode with my interview with Michael Dubois in regards to Ready or Not. But uh, until next week. But before we get going, we're gonna take a trip to Alex' accessory shop on Etsy's Trash Feature Review with a Nicole Kidman movie that I think fell under the radar, which is Before I Go to Sleep. So this is a uh, in the vein of Fifty First States, except far more serious with Colin Firth and Mark Strong as supporting actors. So here's a trailer for that. We'll get through the Trash Feature Review, and we will get to Gregory Carl and Deadly Games. What's happening? Who are you? I'm your husband, Ben. We got
1: married 14 years ago. You had an accident. You have problems remembering things.
0: What things?
1: Everything. It's Dr. Nash, which will mean nothing to you. But don't worry, we've been doing some work on your memory. Admittedly, this isn't a run-of-the-mill doctor-patient relationship, seeing you without your husband's knowledge. I want you to keep a visual diary to hold on to your memories.
0: My name is Christine Lucas my mind will erase everything that I know, everything that I did. There must be days when you say, I can't go through this again. Sometimes when the truth
1: is painful or complicated, I don't always have the strength. She was naked. There was blood.
0: Who did this to me?
1: No wonder. No one but you. Yeah. He says he's protecting you, but don't trust him. This isn't
0: just about you. I want you to feel good about yourself.
1: I have to remember. Little hand says it's time to rock and roll.
0: Bring the noise. From executive producer Ridley Scott, we have 2014's Before I Go to Sleep, starring Nicole Kidman, Colin Firth, and Mark Strong. And this story is about Nicole Kidman as Christine, who has not been able to sustain any memories over a 24-hour period. She falls asleep. She loses everything she thought she knew. Uh, She is overseen by her husband, portrayed by Colin Firth, who refuses to provide her with any further medical assistance. After so much struggle, she he feels he can just handle it on his own. But unbeknownst to him, a doctor Nash has a neuroscientist, of course, has discovered Christine and has provided her with a camera to record her own little diary, and then basically try to form, form her memory back together. Uh, Slowly, she as she's doing that we find out it may not be worth the trouble. So it may rush to trying to solve the mystery for you. It is actually pretty predictable. You just don't want it to end up that way. It's kind of like Memento running forward. I'm not saying the film is bad by any means. I mean, I like the actors in it. Nicole Kidman is strong. Colin Firth is strong. Mark Strong, of course, is strong. And it keeps you intrigued you just wondering how they're going to kind of try to pull away from what the easy path is. And it's amusing enough, it's entertaining enough. I could have used some humor, but then we're probably going in Adam Sandler territory, and we don't want that. So, I would say, you know, I've seen BMX Bandits, so I've seen the worst Nicole Kidman 90 for Chill trash feature. So... I'd say this is worth a watch if you just want to see some strong acting. But that is all I can really say about before I go to sleep. Um, As I say, this is going to be a podcast about the 1989 French film, Deadly Games. I think another title for it was Hide and Go Freak. It was a rarity up until about 2014, and Shudder currently has it. If it's on shutter, you know Gregory Carl will be around. Otherwise, in news, you know, hopefully, after scheduling a hotel room for B Fest in Evanston uh, this February, I'll land that spirit-crushing job to huh, prevent me from really expanding for a while. So, you know what? Just gotta hedge your bets. You gotta make sure that other shoe falls off. And I hope sooner than later, because every day off is waking up at 9 a.m. Or, I'm sorry, preparing for something at 9 a.m. in hopes of finding some security. So that's what's going on in my life. You want to make it better? Hey, rate and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us those five-star reviews. If you want to talk trash about me, do that at my Twitter That is at CatBusRuss, that's at at C-A-T-B-U-S-R-U-S-S. Hey, I'm doing minimal trolling of conservatives, but I think I need some fight. I think I need to choose violence. So if you want to provide it, come at me, come at CatBusRuss. So without any further ado, let's get on to the show. He's nine years old. His name is Thomas. He's a little genius. He believes in Father Christmas. His two favorite pastimes? Computers and superheroes. December 24th, midnight. Hidden under the dining room table, Thomas waits for Father Christmas. But what he does not know is that he is about to experience the most frightening night in his entire life. He finally met his match. Wanted Mr. Xmas. All right. Well, New Year and uh, well, so far, same guests, but nothing wrong with that. This is 90 for Chill, the podcast, and this week, uh, Gregory Carl is uh Grace us once again with his presence, and uh actually, I think I saw today. It was your uh, little one's first birthday, correct?
1: Yep, it's her birthday today. Party Sunday. Her birthday's
0: today. All oh, right, yeah, that little kids you do it on the weekend, so and and not like at one, you're really going to be that amped about the No, first... it's
1: mostly for us surviving. <laughs> right,
0: right. So. But, uh, you know, bringing up children, do you think she's going to have that uh, genius level IQ as little Tomas in uh, Deadly Games from 1989?
1: God, I hope so. That kid is awesome.
0: Well, I'm going to go... Well, you, when you uh describing the movie, because there's another movie from 82 called Deadly Games as well. Um, I presumed this was going to be it. And you brought it up in December and it's like, oh, we've already done all the Christmas stuff. But um, you brought up the mullet and I'm thinking extensions on that kid. I'm just it, it, it was just too too long, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a little too perfect.
0: Right. Well, he I
1: mean, came from a rich family though. I mean, that he could have afforded. I don't know.
0: Well, he seemed kind of a, you know, kind of a shut-in in a little bit. I mean, yeah, he had his fat little friend, uh Palu, I believe was his name, which uh I don't know. Would you trade the dog for Palu?
1: Oh i don't know that dog was pretty dope he put up with a lot he was literally hunting him at the beginning of the movie
0: right oh no no the dog was very awesome i mean this is uh you know i think my uh uh something i noticed about this movie was a lot of tonal shifts like uh in a sense that it just wanted to um just shock you and it's really not that violent a movie all things considered i mean it, is it a horror movie definitely it's and i've been watching a lot of home invasion stuff recently I uh, recently watched your next and uh, i'm supposed to record again this week with uh, michael dubois about uh ready or not so
1: oh that was a good one i watched that with my girlfriend a few months ago
0: yeah no it's a good one i but as i say a lot of tonal shifts i was expecting more tongue in cheek and um and this is kind of this one kind of um really doesn't know what kind of tone it takes until about uh i mean you could say well the second act but it's a pretty long first act i mean you're going 30 minutes be and it's a 90 minute movie so um so yeah, the uh total shifts and sorry for the spoiler about uh the Chien uh named JR. Um <laughs> but um yeah, it's um it almost I don't know, like other Christmas um I don't want to say horror movies per se, but it's kind of got a gremlins type feel. Like everything's kind of soft and then like welcome like there's no way this is this is stuff i mean as i say it's a relatively bloodless movie um but yeah there's no way you could no way you want your kids to see that and i think that's pretty much the reason why uh the director let me get his name i had that in my notes no don't need all the tweets i'm trying to make cool all right, uh director Renee Manza um was really upset about Home Alone uh coming out a year later and basically said he um that Chris Columbus and John Hughes plagiarized uh Deadly Games or otherwise known as uh, Hide and Freak was another one um Game Over uh dial code santa claus i believe it would be the official name and uh the definitely the french name uh three three six one five code de uh, per noel i didn't take french in high school i was spanish and college was devoted to mandarin so party oh uh, the santa
1: claus one makes me laugh though i love alternate movie titles uh just oh no, alternate movie titles always kind of make me laugh there's always those odd ones
0: yeah yeah there's uh i don't know, i don't i guess i haven't delved too deep i mean there's there's definitely i mean probably the most significant would be uh the hatchet murders which was the uh original title of the cut down version of Dario argentos i believe it's profunda rosa or deep red (laughs) so yeah
1: that one i think i heard a blood sport was called like black tiger or something like that in germany i might be wrong about that no no that one's it's
0: i wouldn't it's definitely got definitely a different name in germany and I, i i can at least acknowledge that um like my favorite my favorite German name change is actually the WWE uh annual pay-per-view the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, they just called that and I think that WWE should never called the uh, pay-per-view the Elimination Chamber cuz that's just the match. But um it was originally No Way Out which was what of course the Elimination Chamber kind of um means You know, six men, 10 tons of steel, elimination match. Um, But in Germany, they stuck with No Way Out because, you know, they don't really want to talk about Elimination Chambers, you know, from, say, 1937
1: to 1945. Yeah, I kind of prefer No Way Out anyway. I mean, Elimination Chamber sounds very American gladiator
0: oh yeah no wwe is just basically i think they're they're up on they're going to be sold by the end of 2022
1: i hope so i haven't really been keeping up on anything like that
0: well i'm sure you've heard all the release stories though i mean they're Uh, yeah i mean yeah
1: they've released everyone that i like so i don't really care anymore no i'm just kind of silently watching AEW, waiting for people that i like to pop up
0: right right yep uh i mean the big one right now is johnny gargano because their AEW will be in cleveland in two weeks and then that's the same week of the royal rumble so he'll show up somewhere
1: yeah i always kind of liked back in the day when they kind of when he would they would try to like give him a push they would make him a face but he would he would win a championship then he would just turn around and just lose it again right i like that era of Johnny Gargano because i I thought it was kind of funny but yeah i mean i like Keith Lee i'm waiting for Keith Lee to pop up somewhere
0: right well and then of course you got the drama right now after the big swole release which you know okay i'm an AEW shill i'm not gonna question that i'm not gonna deny that and Uh, Everybody's saying Tony Khan, saying Big Swole couldn't wrestle. And it's like, well, she was quite the wrestling talent when she was available. But, you know, she has Crohn's disease and like you can't invest in a story with her just because you don't know when she's going to be available. She's great for the indies. I hope she I hope Dave Prazak pays her a lot of money for any every every shimmer event she does hell, I'd put the Shimmer Championship on her. I was at Shimmer number one. So, I mean, and I trained with Danny Daniels. So I was at, I had to actually work on a lot of those shows just uh, backstage. So, but um, yeah, so, but that's going to be interesting with the Keith Lee stuff. But if you can control Leo Rush, uh, Rush's mouth, <laughs> I think you're doing all right. So it's, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, AEW, that's definitely my thing. I still got to watch last night's show. A uh, lot of drama in my life after losing my uh, banking job. But um, everything's, everything should work out. I'm pretty, uh, it's just it's more like everything looks like it'll work out. And it's like, yeah, but come on, the other shoe sometime. But uh, I will say Best Buy is treating me well. And uh, I have not spoken bad of them yet. And that's and we'll we'll have to shut up there because I didn't even net mention the bank I worked at, and I got fired for it, talking talking about it online, so yeah, that's uh yeah, so um uh, yep, so, but um, yeah, uh, obviously, this is about uh Dudley games, which, as I say, is quite an experience of a feature, and I think if anything uh it really we should have seen this a lot earlier i think it was only available on bootleg until shutter came around i mean i think they did i think they debuted it in 2014 in austin but um yeah otherwise it was bootleg vhs's
1: yeah that's uh, partly what i heard too i heard about this movie on a podcast and what you talked about uh about home alone and whatnot i'm like oh that sounds interesting i have shutter let's check this movie out Hey, Dante, you want to watch a movie about a rad kid?
0: Oh, no, I don't, like, if you got a smart enough kid, this is, uh, I don't think there's any problems with showing your kid kid it. Um, as I say, it's kind of for me, has a lot of Gremlins vibes when it comes to the Christmas holiday, which I think's part of its charm. Um, and there's a lot of elements of it. If you're familiar with, um, the directing duo uh Jeunet and Corot uh caro i don't know again my french is sh- shite
1: I'm or, not, i haven't seen a whole lot of french movies
0: uh well um they're they're a directing team they were a directing team up until i think 1996 97 uh when uh i think it's jean-pierre Junet. i will i got my computer ready so i will uh correct myself accordingly Um, but Jean-Pierre Genet uh, was invited to direct um, Alien Resurrection and he did direct the feature and if you uh, watch the DVD or the special edition Blu-ray I mean uh, there's so many things I own on digital because I wanted it in HD Uh, Alien Resurrection
1: the the dogs right I'm sorry? Resurrection's the one with the dogs, no, right?
0: No, resurrection's the one with the um Ripley clone. Okay. Yeah. Um I don't remember
1: that one so much. I just watched all those alien movies a few months ago, actually. Yeah. I don't so, Resurrection. Maybe I uh, missed that
0: one. All right, so Alien is Alien, Aliens is Aliens, obviously. Uh Alien Three is when the alien comes out of a dog. Yeah. Uh, which actually oh, okay. if you if you watch the i think what they call the um reconstructed cut because uh david fincher the director you know obviously went on to do fight club um seven um the girl with the dragon tattoo remake which is fine on its own i mean I've, i'm probably gonna always prefer the swedish version but i i, I digress i mean it's a it's a yeah. fine it's a, it's a it's a nice different take on it um yeah. and um i think probably zodiac is what everybody says is Fincher's best i've never seen it um but i had a, a i've tried to avoid jake Gyllenhaal, Gill- so um yeah so um i mean honestly he's probably an all right actor but uh all right so um think
1: of a good movie he's been in
0: well, I'm not saying he was bad in Darnie Darko. Uh, Oaksha was nice. Um, the Korean movie by... Uh...
1: He was in that, wasn't he? I haven't seen yeah. that for a while. That was a good flick.
0: Okay, just finally found out. Yeah, Jean-Pierre Jeunet uh, directed Alien Resurrection. Now, um, but the movies he did beforehand, and I really only know two of them, So, and I think there were only two of them. He directed with... Uh, a partner, um, again, I know his last name is Caro. Um, were City of Lost Children and uh, Delicatessen. Now, these are just like, uh, these are just beautiful looking movies and they're really twisted. Uh, especially, um, I definitely recommend City of Lost Children. I that's actually kind of how I knew. Uh, his collaborator was uh Mark Caro, but um, city of lost children definitely one I would watch it's French obviously but Ron Perlman is actually in it so but that one's about a um, about a real cruel world where a mad scientist is incapable of dreaming hence he can't sleep so he's trying to steal the dreams of little children. <laughs> And oh. it just doesn't seem to work out because kids are kids and they're scared of stuff, and like that just amplifies his fears a lot of weird stuff in it. um I mean it's such an impactful film. My best friend she named her um daughter after the main character, which is a eleven year old girl I'm gonna say uh whose name is Miette um so I mean it's a real impactful movie, and it's like when I'm watching Alien Resurrection, it's like no. I saw Alien Resurrection first, and then one night we're all drunk. She's uh trying to um we we invited some guy uh some of her college friends and uh a real weird night. I'm just gonna say that and never drink you never just, just skip drinking uh UV blue vodka, period. Never works out.
1: Oh, yeah, awful. No, terrible.
0: So uh but I'm watching city of lost children and i'm like damn this looks very familiar to alien resurrection so um yeah so just a lot of brilliant direction alien resurrection is brilliantly directed and um uh, if you get the special edition gvd uh Junot says beforehand okay what you're going to watch is a extended cut because the film i released to thetas was he's not that french but was, was what I thought was the best cut. So, um, but yeah, um, I really, all the alien movies definitely deserve a rewatch. Um, sorry that they can't qualify for 90 for chill. I'm working on figuring loopholes out. Uh, I recently posted on my Twitter and my Facebook, Hey, uh, last, Star- the last Starfighter, it can qualify cause you don't, uh, doesn't like that movie yes oh i loved it too um and then i the most recent time i watched it I never realized how heavy the computer generated graphics were and i'd still say playstation 2 level by that point um and that's 1984 so and it's weird i was at recently at disney world and i'm waiting on this ride called soaring which is a just um a simulator but it's like you're flying throughout the world but you know no as as close as you can to actually not feeling like you're in a plane um, but like the uh, music in the waiting room, which is ironic because it's a uh, a universal movie, is um the soundtrack to the last starfighter so oh,
1: shit.
0: yeah it's uh it's interesting. The ride could have been better if we would have uh, let Patrick Ward Burton, he's the host be a little more Patrick Ward Burton but, um but, uh, so, yeah bringing up my uh Caro and Janae concept with this, oh, like, there are a lot of brilliant shots in um dot um deadly games, especially of the house, the model work they did, that can't be a real house.
1: What a crazy house that is,
0: well, oh, that's I mean, let's not even get into the interiors where the point oh, where.
1: God, no! You're right. That can't be real. Yeah. (laughs) But you were talking about the early, like, computer-generated stuff earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, this movie does have a little bit of one of my favorite things, is like the early glimpses of technology.
0: Oh well, I'm watching watching him set up the cameras right now.
1: Uh Yeah the early internet how he talks to hey you're sick
0: yes yes and i think we'll we'll eventually we got a transition to that again with while i say like this is a movie we should have got like in 1990 like i i mean i think 20th century fox probably would have been wise to spend a lot of money to keep this out of the country for home alone because this is very much the reality of a situation. Compared to the slapstick nature of Home Alone, um, but yeah, the technology, the traps, and everything—I mean, th- this kid is dangerous. <laughs> like, which I think I'm kind of disappointed that he wasn't a little more confident. Like, uh, when you create a your own home security, you can. You know, I, I guess it's a you know, I, I I would just I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed. The kid could have been a little tougher, I think. <laughs> I mean, I I, I don't. <laughs> he
1: practically dove on a live grenade. He needs to be tougher. He was eight. This is a badass eight-year-old. He
0: was ten because that was a line in that was a that was a line in the movie because it, it which is kind of pivotal it's a pivotal line because um the mother is talking to her accountant who she's shagging.
1: full-blown mechanic
0: <laughs> Oh no, that okay, look, hey. Every is like I got a kid at Best Buy who's talking about uh driving to South Carolina for a boxing match and I was telling him of the good old days, the days probably before he was born when I was doing tough man contest like if you remember that on FX, the just three one minute mounds guys just throwing hate. Haym- um, I told him like Andy's, you know, he's like, "What combo am I to use, dude? You're gonna if you if you go into the first round, you're gonna get concussed. Are you ready to accept that?" So it's just trying to talk that like a lot of people don't know how they're tough. They and I I and honestly like, um. It's kind of like he kind of gets toughened up after he buries the dog and everything. Sorry, the dog dies, which I say is great cinema. I've done a podcast about that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that takes a that takes some balls. Like even Michael Myers didn't kill the dog on camera.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's direct. I mean, that's that i not even John Wick. You see the you know, shut that dog up and you hear a punch and you hear a. <laughs> I mean, the cruel thing about the dog and John Wick is that it crawled, Daisy, little Daisy, crawled to John Wick to die. Uh, like,
1: I mean, uh, it is just one of those things that we just don't stand for in the West. Like, we would not stand for any dog being killed for any reason. Like, right?
0: No, and this is that's the sole reason. It's probably an R. It would have probably gotten an R rating in the states. Like, um, like the kid doesn't like. Our our protagonist, the grandpa, doesn't get it, and it's like if you can't kill an old man, who can you kill?
1: (laughs) I know, right? Like, and and that raises another question: like, how how irresponsible is his mother just leaving? Like, hey, just stay in this big crazy house with your bedridden grandpa, (laughs) can maybe
0: you. His his dad wasn't his grandfather wasn't bedridden, but I mean we're talking full-blown diabetes insulin stuff um but um and his vision was total shit um oh,
1: boy, damn near blind i forgot about that
0: yeah but um going back to the age and the toughness element the uh, mother says to her accountant whom she's shagging and is trying to hide from his son her son which isn't really well addressed like i know the son is a little scared of his um his ancestry with his father and grandfather being toy makers and such
1: um, I forgot about that whole thing it's actually been a little bit since I watched it
0: oh yeah no you brought it up I mean you as I say you brought it up pretty well, much I, did, I think I did close, it up. I did. well close to after Christmas or so you know
1: yeah i I, I was drinking heavily i was on vacation i just got done watching with dante and
0: yeah
1: yeah, the only person i could think of that would possibly appreciate
0: this movie oh yeah no i mean and it's a i don't know as i say it's one of those movies like this is um i really i'm not saying it's a like okay i get on letterbox i'm I'm on letterbox this username is cmdarth if you're going to look for me cmdarth i am drinking out of my uh oga's cantina from galaxy edge is uh, mug uh celebrating the victory on endor uh
1: <laughs> yeah
0: well, no this is it's actually um like the a real if you're at Disney World or if you just want to search for it, a real awesome beverage it takes a hell of a lot of time to make cuz it involves puree and black salt is the nub. Really? Yeah, it's just like I I couldn't tell you. Like I really uh, there was a YouTube video that popped up on like my feed and it's like they didn't really know I went to Disney World but how to make all the beverages on galaxy's edge okay um but uh that was an expensive night of drinking um so i tipped about 20 bucks because it's florida and um uh bought three dra- uh th- three or four drinks and yeah ended up being a hundred dollar tab because i bought this special mug so i didn't know i was going to be able to make a lightsaber so i did uh <laughs> pretty awesome one at that um hoping my dad is constantly joking because i had it shipped back to my home in my parents house uh, <laughs> about my nephew grabbing it it's like no i think he because his mom got omicron so i think he's kind of away from my saber my stuff but eh, i might have to bring one of my ultra sabers just to match him but uh i think the nice. deep-
1: you deserve
0: it <laughs> yeah but um oh shoot It's on a long rant about disney world but no i i guess as i say this is one of those um and, and i was saying letterboxed, and i wrote i think i rated ranked this three and a half stars i really don't like when people do five stars like what i really hate is video game commercials and they show all the ratings it's a 9.85 out of 10 Dude, round up, man. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. you're. I mean, I know, I know. Video games is a nerd culture thing, it's always going to be a nerd culture thing. But, like, don't let them review it if they're going to be that specific. So, yeah, this is a. Um, but regardless, that it's not a perfect movie. I didn't give it four stars. I would have still given it three i gave it a three and a half like this is a movie i think if you're if you're just a fan of christmas movies and horror movies is definitely worth a watch i mean this is up there with as i as i was saying gremlins and it's definitely got the same kind of tonals i think it's a little sloppier when it comes to the tonal shape um tonal changes um I mean, it's just uh, very twisted. And I think important for Americans to see, it would have been great if we saw it in 1990, let's just say 1993, because our antagonist, I don't really think he's that evil a character. He's just, I mean, he's essentially um, Michael Jackson. He just wants to be a child, live a child's life like and it's established in the first scene of the film where oh all the kids in Paris are having a snowball fight and he wants to he wants to take part <laughs> and yes he kind of was creepy on the early internet uh I did research um that on wikipedia minitel was i mean was a big thing in France all the way up till about 2012 uh the communication device it's like I don't know, always puts us yanks to shame except, especially since I live in Champaign where we had the scientists who came up with the internet <laughs> so um,
1: I don't know man I felt like you wanted to smack that, smack that kid that entire movie
0: okay seen, that's like
1: I watched a French documentary on comic books and it's kind of soured me on French people because they were into some smack and weird shit over there <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, <laughs> I I'm an anime fan, and Lord knows I've looked for the pornos with the actress who played um Shay on Game of Thrones. Um, so it's like, yeah, I don't think they have anything yeah, on the. Have. I'm sorry.
1: We all have we've right, all but been I, there we've all looked up. we've all looked it up as soon as we found out that yeah but looked
0: it up. right no and i get that i, I was i was I, I had a stick up my ass i i took a while for me to go into the fapping and find that apple hack um
1: yeah that's a whole separate podcast let's change.
0: <laughs> yeah well i'm just saying i Okay, our antagonist may have wanted to shag the kid, but um, then again, like, we find out close to the end, which I think may have pushed it a little into the time frame of feeling long, that uh, no, this guy really thinks it's just a game between him and uh, Thomas and himself. Like, uh, okay, your turn count to 20. Like, what? You could have totally killed the kid. And that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm bringing up Michael Jackson. It's like, okay, if somebody's not acting like an, doesn't want to act like an adult and granted, all right, I'm single. I'm 42. I'll be 42 in a couple months. Um, And yeah, I, I'm pretty, I still collect a lot of stuff and it's pretty much like, well, if I had children, I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't have this freedom. (laughs) I don't want to grow up. I'm Peter Pan is my favorite uh one of my favorite Disney movies. So I will totally acknowledge that yeah, I'm kind of immature, but um yeah, I don't want, I mean I'm an adult who enjoys childish things. I don't enjoy the concept of being a child, and I think that's what our villain in this feature dot is. He he wants he he wants to be a child. So he wants to play hide and seek. He wants to participate in snowball fights and he's dealing he's actually you know, in a sense, kind of sympathetic. He's actually in a world that basically says, No, you can't do that. Um so uh
1: let's see, let's see.
0: and um yeah, I kinda I don't, you know, I I kind he's he's not relatable by any sense. Like I'm just seeing him put the uh, snow on right now. He's a uh, to color. I get it, but
1: he uh, he showed up with a knife at the very least.
0: Well, no, he gets he gets like I totally ju- I I totally on his side when he slapped the kid and lost his job as a Santa Claus. Like no, you you don't break kayfabe without consequence. Um wrestling talk there. Uh <laughs> uh you live the gimmick until you don't and then you slap the little bastard who rips off your beard. Oh just uh, I mean he's he when you when you bring up the knife, I think he strangled he strangled the guy in the in the van. I I don't know how he killed the caretaker cuz you just see their bodies briefly. And then, uh, coming out this, he, he was fighting off the dog with a, uh, more of a spatula. Um, again, um, that was probably hooked up to some fruit cake or at least, uh, I think they call them butter, but I don't know, butter braids. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe if the dog didn't attack him, he could have been a little cooler, but, uh, you know, once once you once you start spilling blood, eh, there's no, there's no cap, I guess. If you're not mentally stable, yeah, it's. Um, let me go take a look, see at my notes, and
1: I had a hard time wondering how he got his grandfather into the suit of armor. That was oh, wonderful. okay. <laughs>
0: All right that, that is one of those you 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 just have to ignore um ignore how time works, uh, especially in a movie where it's this is like if the best way to describe this movie is it's home alone with actual stakes. I'm sorry, uh, Harry and Marv were just too incompetent to really um to uh, really cause you any threat. I kind of knocking up a lot of this stuff uh, notes I had. Um, actually, it, it, I'm just seeing one which I know we're not going to address. Um, it, when the film open, I mean opens, I shouldn't say open. When we're introduced to Thomas, like he gets, I know he goes through the entire Rambo routine, but it's set to like a Christmas knockoff of Eye of the Tiger. Like same kind of beats same kind of guitar riff and then it's a christmas song on top of that so it's just very like that's the kind of weird stuff you can i think really appreciate and gosh now i'm watching the dog get killed that I is did pretty graphic
1: catch that. Oh.
0: <laughs> with with all the violence against children though i think it's something the uh actor Raul, uh, not the actor the writer raul Dahl would appreciate um he was the uh author of such classics as uh, The Witches, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, He wrote the screenplay to one of my favorite James Bond movies, which is probably one of the more racist ones. Uh, You Only Live Twice, which is where James Bond goes to Japan, learns how to be a ninja.
1: (laughs) Really? I didn't know that.
0: Oh, uh, as I say, it's not like it's i've recently found out like it's a really weird uh situation with the James Bond movies at that point so this is the uh you only live twice i believe it's the 5th movie and i guess they didn't start at the beginning cuz the beginning is casino royale they started at doctor no but they kept going with the next book and the next book and the next book and then they got to uh you only live twice and i think they just said well we're going to use the title and we're gonna fake James Bond's death, but then nope, this is Hollywood, baby, <laughs> and it's a yeah, it's a jet, it's a movie where James Bond goes to Japan, and this is where it's the first movie they introduce us to Blofeld, um, who's and this is the most iconic Blofeld, this is the one portrayed by uh, Donald Pleasance of Halloween fame. And it's the one with the scar on the eye, just like um, Dr. Evil.
1: I have never heard the name Blofeld in my life.
0: You've never seen the James, like, have you seen the recent James Bond movies, the Daniel Craig's?
1: Not really, Uh, no. I haven't, I was never really like a big Bond guy. I think I watched Casino Royale, and that one was pretty good.
0: Okay, um I would say watch all the Craig movies. There are some weak ones in there. I think Quantum of Solace is okay. Skyfall is awesome, especially with Javier Bardem as the villain. Like, and then there's um the fourth one, Dave Batista's in it, um, as a henchman. Uh, and Christoph Waltz uh is the recast, the recreation of um or of blofeld which was the leader of specter from the sean connery movies um okay so, yeah so it's uh, he doesn't get enough to do in that one but die. uh the last movie no time to die like you can watch the daniel craig movies and not even have to watch the old movies it's a crime if you do but you don't have to
1: like i've seen bond in passing and that's about it
0: oh it was my mom's favorite thing um I don't know if it was her favorite thing until Timothy Dalton became Bond. Uh, that was like the first time my mom dragged me to a movie, like because my dad just doesn't doesn't dig violent movies. So my mom like Timothy Dalton. He's probably have you seen Flash Gordon?
1: Oh yeah, I've seen Flash Gordon.
0: Okay, Timothy Dalton is uh, Bar- Prince Baron of the Forest planet or the force okay. yeah so he became the fourth james bond uh 1987 and yeah he the-
1: was with all the gadgets and stuff right i'm sorry you have like all like the weird like what he was really gadgety
0: uh the james bond or the
1: timothy dalton as james bond
0: I wouldn't say too gadgety because his second movie, like he only got two movies, which was Criminal. Uh, they really wanted to get Pierce Brosnan so the first, like, he could, they couldn't get him when he was on Remington Steel and then when they finally could get him, then it's like, oh, by Timothy Dalton. Um,
1: uh, I, I always uh, thought Timothy Dalton was referred to as like the Goofy Bond.
0: Uh, that's Roger Moore. Okay. Yeah. So, if you're looking for a Jean Claude Van Damme connection that would be the movie The Quest. Um, I think I was
1: just trying to think of everything I knew about James Bond, which, really yeah, much.
0: No, hey, no, it's actually uh quite enlightening on my behalf that uh, I don't know, a lot of people didn't. I think a lot of people my age and younger probably don't probably don't know much about James Bond besides Goldeneye and whatever came after that, yeah, and I
1: don't. Have anything against it? It just—it never grabbed me.
0: Oh no, you know, I
1: get smart kind of grabbed me though. I'm sorry. Get smart kind of grabbed okay. me. Okay, but I like goofy kind of weird stuff. But I mean, oh, yeah. I, I don't like Bond. I just never—I don't know. There's... You know like, I think about watching a Bond movie and then I see how long it is, and it
0: right no they don't they don't they don't fit for 90 for chill i know that much no, believe they me. Don't. um yeah well i mean there's like yeah cocky i don't know how i really got on james bond from here um i guess in a sense i mean this is kind of trying to work my way backwards but i digress so we got um actually if i probably check my notes i'll see what i was trying to get to um no, no. Oh, I was talking about Roald Dahl. No, uh, as I say, ra- author best known for James the Giant Peach, BFG, The Witches, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He actually hated children. So it's kind of ironic.
1: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I never yeah. thought about
0: that. Oh, yeah. No, that was the author of those books. And as I say, he actually hated children.
1: Yeah, and my girlfriend uh, is uh, was into Roald Dahl for a while she was reading the bfg to her kids oh no he's like Witches growing up i never actually read any of his books though
0: um i've re- oh i really i can't say i have read a lot myself he's um i i mean i've read charlie i've read uh b um i think i did read bfg and actually he was actually one of those i think he was friends with Ian fleming the author of james bond so so he like he had a lot of life experience. I think similar spy type background. Um. So, but is he no really? Shit, Dahl? Yeah, I think there's a drunk yeah, history. Look into
1: this, dude, man. Rod Doll sounds awesome.
0: Well, as a um, there was a drunk history. Um, if you ever watched that show on Comedy Central, where yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I think they do address Rod Doll at one point. I don't know if it was oh, Will Ferrell playing him or not, but yeah, it's um, he's a uh, no, no, he's an interesting character, but you know, I'll definitely like,
1: looking into this dude.
0: Like, uh, like uh, I'll I'll just say, like every um, every um Brit who was writing stuff in the around uh, after post World War Two, uh, pretty racist in the end, but you know. I don't. yeah that's
1: something i found out about a, a lot of my favorite authors is uh i've learned not to look into anybody that i like writing wise they yeah are, they'd be terrible people
0: right i mean big one would be uh hp lovecraft of course
1: oh yeah and what a oh what a shitbag that guy was
0: i i do appreciate the i, I do appreciate the irony that lovecraft country is about oh is about the black experience um so yeah, so Raul Dahl... uh that's a nice little tangent, so it did the eye of the tiger, so actually I probably covered all my notes um so yeah, this um uh, like deadly games, what about
1: I, that big ass room that they were hiding in him and his grandpa yeah
0: as I said, that was. That,
1: like, water flooded and stuff into it i feel like they were just like hiding in sewage
0: um well i think that's where the kid actually sleeps most of the time i think that was kind of like when he wakes up in the beginning of the movie and you see him in his uh gutted jet uh gutted world war ii plane with the dog sitting in the uh navigator seat (laughs) no i think it was
1: that kid has the life
0: yeah i mean it's honestly, when it comes to the traps, I can't really say like he was overly cruel. Even like the worst thing that could have happened is if the grenade would have gone off. I mean that that would have yeah. been the most realistic grenade actually in all of movies since the uh, Boys of Company C, and that movie ends with a guy diving on a grenade, and you just see his body. <laughs> you don't see you don't see shra you don't see it go bloody mess or big explosion just oh that's how a grenade actually works <laughs>
1: um, i kind of felt bad at bad for this kid at the end of this movie oh and well the, the space and everything oh my god
0: well he blames himself for the entire situation because well if <laughs> i didn't try staying up to see santa claus maybe So I guess that's where we actually start have to go and lay out the plot. This is a movie about a child whose mother really wants him, who's a genius, but his mother really wants him to continue believing in a Santa Claus, at least till he turns 11, because that's when she quit. She found out that, yeah, it's over. And he's pretty much living, uh, I imagine it's probably Christmas break since his his friend who doesn't believe in Santa Claus anymore was able to you know try to come to the rescue and um but it's uh so the kid is lives with his grandfather and his mom who runs a big toy store in paris and he's basically rigged out the house to be his own personal playground so he's got mazes he's got trap doors well so I got the- it.
1: Excited about those trap doors? Yeah, he has it's, the old trap doors,
0: right? Oh uh, no, this is That's definitely. Sad. Honestly, I think uh, if you can if you can afford to build a house from scratch, you got to install some trap doors. Maybe not the maze that was kind of which is kind of playing right now on the screen that he didn't even know how to figure out. Like that was a weird scene.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, that that big goofy house is the overkill for sure but god damn it is is it fun
0: right but um so the kid in the meantime the kid really wants to believe he wants to prove santa exists i guess is the problem and you know despite his best friend telling him no the uh minitel where he's communicating with santa that can't be the real santa he he's still set on it and he's going to stay up late to find out in the meantime you have our murderous pierre noel as uh i think the french would say it "Père noel probably again not my language and never mind the fact i'm an anglophile so picking on the french is kind of our thing this this guy this guy who's becomes the murderous santa seems to be someone who just wants to be a child. Um, and hoping to connect with other children, he becomes a mall Santa for about four hours before he his wig is his beard is pulled off and he smacks a kid, which I'm all for <laughs> uh and, but being fired being fired and knowing about the child about Thomas being the heir to this big toy store chain he decides to stalk him hides away in the van uh where all his gifts are going to be delivered and goes on his murder spree when he arrives um and again not a very sympathetic character because he kills a dog uh and not a very sympathetic director because again that was a pretty vivid dog murder i mean we're only talking two blows but again you never see too much detail when John Wayne's dog dies in every one of his westerns. And as I say, the only sad thing about Daisy from John Wick is that it crawled to John Wick. <laughs> so that's the plot of the movie. Basically, the child is trying, Thomas is trying to protect his grandfather, who's a diabetic, insulin dependent diabetic on top of that, and um, from this murderous Santa. And then, and then it gets into spoiler territory when you find out that again, this Santa really just wants to be a child. Maybe he wants to bugger him. That's what Gregory said.
1: <laughs> yeah, he really wants to bang that kid.
0: Okay, so yeah, that's the plot of the movie. And I think uh, again, a lot of weird tonal shifts. Like, um, it takes a half hour before we really get into the action. <laughs> And then it's a half hour of the kid playing scared. And then it's like, okay, when's this kid going to snap out of it and go after this guy? Which I guess is a Gremlins 2 type thing. Gizmo eventually snaps in every Gremlins movie to take on the stripe or, or Mohawk, dependent on the film still waiting yeah. for that still waiting for that show on hbo max i think they're supposed to do a prequel or some kind of i i mean the mountain dew commercials with gizmo trying to drink mountain dew weren't enough for me um but, i'll
1: watch it hey, yeah. either way tomas is way tougher and a, a more of a man than i will ever be in my life i mean that props to him alone for getting on the roof of that goddamn house.
0: Well, that's what he's doing right now. Yeah. Okay, heights heights is a totally different thing.
1: Smack that roof.
0: <laughs> well, honestly, I'm more afraid of drowning. Like as, as a prof- as a professional wrestler, like all right, I might have to jump off something high. So
1: No, the drowning 100% worst way to go. But man, that roof I, I was having flashbacks of some roofs I was on top of in my younger days.
0: Yeah, it's um uh, no, it's when it's all thirty degree angles, it's or should I say a hundred they're all up I mean, or should I say a hundred and sixty degree, no, hundred and basically no, you shouldn't be on this roof. No question there. <laughs> Yeah, that I guess it. I guess, my... I guess by the end, though, it kind of there's just seems segments that's kind of get rushed, like, um, the entire moments where the intensity is kind of lacking, and then I guess when the kid doesn't really come up with anything too devastating to stop our Santa Claus, like when he comes out with the dark traps like oh they only go into his neck like okay yeah. that's that's pretty painful but uh kevin McAllister would have made it a little more worthwhile granted harry and marv are tougher than this pierre noel Pierre noel but
1: um i, I kind of feel like it this movie tries to not take itself too seriously uh, it almost I, seems like when it gets when it gets really serious, like it, it kind of something happens to take it back a couple notches.
0: Oh no, it doesn't. It doesn't want to cr- I mean, really, the only mistake this movie makes in terms of being something accessible is killing the dog. Yeah, I mean like it does try to draw itself back like okay no we're not actually going to use the makeshift claymore the kid created to shred up anybody yeah um yeah it's um there's a lot well and now i'm seeing uh Palu the his friend grab the minitel um printer basically a fax Saying, "Hey, I'm kind of getting stalked by a killer Santa," um, and like I guess like it's got a lot of again weird vibes. Like it's a lot of Shining esque. Honestly, this is like if we just skipped um half of the Shining and just went to the chase.
1: Yeah, it moves
0: right, and uh, so it's. And then you see a lot of influence on that. Like it could have been shot of on higher quality, but I think again that might take away from its charm. Um I'm just I'm just used to seeing I mean a big I'm a big Italian horror fan, uh Argento primarily, but Fulci's got some good stuff. Never go wrong with a bava film. It's just very weird because it's definitely like when you think French horror, I I'm immediately drawn to high tension, <laughs> um, and the new new wave French extreme. Um, but again, that's twenty years from this point. Well, probably fifteen. But, um, I mean, it tries to maintain having a heart, which is, uh, I think, might hold it back because I think good satire basically says, hey everything screwed up like uh again if you're gonna compare this to any christmas movie i think it's a closer fit to gremlins than it is to home alone but i guess i guess my problem with the kid and his traps is like okay no you're a genius like okay you're gonna shoot darts darts at this santa you didn't think about like maybe poisoning the darts like little uh little uh backdoor trip you know let's do what they did in vietnam type stuff (laughs) i am not you know maybe it just tells you how flexible i am with uh my own body (laughs) when i say yeah coat that with some shit um I don't know. I'm i Oh playing. no,
1: maybe he was just trying to ward him off then.
0: Well no, no, it's a night. So it, well, it, no, it, of the
1: night Make me go to the in front door and like uh oh, this house.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're you're right. And maybe I'm I don't know. I'm not uh He really
1: did kinda of have a vibe at the beginning though, where he was like cut off Santa's head and like hold it up like I got him, I got him. <laughs>
0: There's a movie then I should suggest that... It,
1: at the end.
0: Well, no, and, and it's kind of nice that he takes it back, I guess, to an extent. Um, there's a movie that recently came out called Fat Man.
1: I almost brought this up to you, but I figured it. it was like no Christmas has been over for a little while, right? Yeah, you know, and, and you were but sober. Yeah, I did watch Batman over Christmas,
0: and it's it's a fun. I think it could have been a lot better, but it's a fun enough movie. Uh, um, Wallace Gromit's always. I think it's shoot. Um, that's why I got my computer pulled out. It's nuts. Like, yeah, I'm broke. Is all hell. I'm do it all right right now but it's like i don't know what my job's gonna be like and then it's oh but you know what you really needs a second computer <laughs>
1: Dude, uh, your time to catch up from christmas
0: yeah uh, fat man okay walter walton groggin Gog, walton goggins i mean um i mean that's just a great dynamic It's it's kind of slow i think they could have been a little with fat man i think they could have been a little crueler like all right it's it's cool to see our american soldiers get their meet their end because you know they're kind of corrupting christmas but eh, i wouldn't mind have seen a few dead elves <laughs> let's go yeah, there
1: i don't think we're really gonna see a whole lot of things really pushing the envelope for a while though either
0: well, you took the chance of casting Mel Gibson. You might as well go for broke.
1: <laughs> I feel the exact same way. Believe me. I had The exact same thought. But, I mean, well, we're not going to get it. That was probably... They probably shot that and it got cut.
0: Well, that maybe. Was- <laughs> but it pretty much just went to the DVD, so it's not like... <laughs> So
1: yeah, what doesn't anymore? I feel like since COVID, pretty much everything just kind of gets shoved out. Uh well,
0: I think they're I think they're a little more accepting of just releasing stuff to DVD. Um I, we'll find out how 2022 plays out. because um I don't think HBO Max wants to do exclude like they're gonna do exclusives, they're gonna do Justice <laughs> Justice League, Zack Snyder's cut um i think they had another one coming out like yeah i can see but i think a lot of it now is like oh no i can see why you're not going to release that it, it, it it's a weird time it's kind of like
1: it really is oh, yeah.
0: like i think it's great for streaming services that we can say like oh well that's a movie that you're going to but yeah i can see why it's not going to make a make 10 million dollars to cover its budget so yeah put it on streaming um i think it's probably better actually in a sense that with the streaming services like um, i think a recent movie i've seen a lot of ads for is called kimmy i don't know what it is because i didn't stick <laughs> long enough for the trailer but it just just definitely seems like yeah that's an hbo max exclusive um but Oh, really? no, that's
1: kind of part of the problem, too, though, because everything's just spread out now. Well, I mean, everything's premiering on different things. So you end up uh, subscribing to all these different things and you just have money just disappearing from your account from things that you're not using.
0: Well, Cause, hey,
1: cause you got bored one day and wanted to watch a movie.
0: That's true. But it's a lot easier to just drop fifteen dollars on a streaming service than to what? Uh, especially if you having children. When you go to the movies, if you're going to see anything with the kids, that's a $60 experience?
1: Yeah, it's not super cheap. I think it was like 30 bucks last time, so Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, did you see that in the afternoon or the evening?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. It was probably like the evening.
0: Okay, well, maybe. It wasn't I
1: wasn't as know. much as I thought it would be, but i well, was just surprised that dexter uh, actually watched a movie
0: oh well okay let's just say this when i go yeah, to a movie
1: I go
0: <laughs> when i go to a movie it's at least a 20 dollars experience on my own so oh
1: yeah
0: i don't want to sure. i i'm just trying to do simple math right then i like uh, yeah kids are cheaper but eh. um so it's uh I think it was like 30 40 bucks okay so not as bad as i would think i mean i had a i had a cool girlfriend who would uh insist on always um paying um hey Allie, since she goes and just brings me (laughs) brings me movies for the podcast um she's uh she would always insist on paying her own way through movies and stuff which is cool until um until recently when she's finally got her, got herself settled down with a real job and everything it's like and she's breaking out the quarters i'll i'd rather just pay for it than
1: yeah that's
0: make you well and and i'm feeling more for the more for the uh attendance like
1: no it makes it it makes you look bad too cuz I, I don't think I, it feel the same way with my ex-wife like she would just, she would have this thing where like, we would go get groceries, right? And I'd be staying right there. She would just grab, like, all the bags and just, like, start walking away. Like, no, you're making me look like garbage right now. I realize you can do it.
0: But well, no, everybody I everybody just... is
1: looking at me like I'm a giant pile of garbage right now. Well, just let me take, like, five bags.
0: No, there's a difference between stealing bags and she would at least go to the Not trouble.
1: She pe- like, uh, we paid for them, but she would just... Insist on pairing everything. Oh, okay. Me look like oh,
0: shit. I'm not, I don't, I don't really worry about that. We did our, we did our shopping separate anyhow.
1: Oh, really? Cause every, when she's paying with quarters, you don't feel everybody looking at you like you're a giant pile of garbage. No, you I just, just no, I,
0: no, my, my problem. Hold
1: a 20 out, Russ. Why is she paying for quarters?
0: Well, no. My biggest problem is that I'm a, that I've pretty much uh except for my brief uh I mean I've had some brief stints in uh call centers and banking it's just basically and gosh if only I could actually tell the stories about coin experiences at the bank but no um <laughs> like um no it's it's it's, it's, it's more it's more for me that it's like no i know the i know what it's like i don't really care what other people think it's more about i know what that guy on the other side of the counter is going through um like no don't pay in quarters like i will figure a way to get to equal everything out use your debit card whatever it's just like no i'm not that-
1: right, as a cashier who's been on the other side i have definitely looked at a guy like you and thought what? Well, what a pile of smack and garbage! Why didn't you just smack and drop a five or something? Oh no, of, it's not, not it like together.
0: no, i no, I immediately stop her from I'm doing at it you
1: the whole time
0: I immediately stop her from doing it, but I'm just saying it's kind of like, look i mean i i'm I'm feeling more for their time. It's not about my time it's not about embarrassing myself or anything like that it's like no we we want to get to point b as fast yeah, you're as we possible
1: plus you're making us look bad lady knock it off
0: oh i wouldn't even go that far with her it's just like oh you could have just told me that that's what you're gonna do i will take care of it and i felt and then you know long long story short i think it all evens out and, uh but you know it's it it just um yeah, now, now we're just getting on tangents, honestly. So, we got our...
1: Yeah, you're, um, we, you're a nicer guy than I am.
0: Ha, yeah, that's what... I don't know. I My best friend, um, before she was ever my best friend, basically said uh, to me, thank you, you're a gentleman and a scoundrel. And it's like, yeah, I can take that. <laughs>
1: How are you supposed to take that? You can't be both.
0: Oh, no, it's like... it's like for me i i always joked at the bank and who knows that may have ended up uh i digress um like i'm not i like well why didn't they do this and it's like okay we're talking about murder porn here (laughs) that was a popular thing um you know
1: wait a minute then that's
0: investigation discuss- you were gonna
1: say, like you embezzled a little bit from the bank or something no
0: no believe me like as I say i'm trying to be as coy as i can until i collect <laughs> and then i'll then i'll let loose but uh i don't know i unfriended the manager so she shouldn't even be aware um <laughs> no it's uh no what got um but it's like I would say when people are talking about their murder porn, their investigation discovery or stuff. And I'm like, well, I didn't do that. How could you even think that? I am not. I don't have any intention of doing anything disgusting or evil, but I can appreciate the art. (laughs) It's like armchair quarterbacking. You're like, well, I could definitely, I would have definitely written up that play differently. (laughs) So now I'm to the point where let's see, he's just buried his dog. He's coming up with all these traps, like the gasoline trap. It's kind of disappointing. Like, no, that should have set Santa up, but I guess maybe the kid still has some morality, but by the time you buried your dog, no, I'm killing a, I'm killing you. Like, It's gone too far.
1: Yeah, all bets are off.
0: Yeah, and this is it's a guy who,
1: job.
0: like, this is a guy who really relates to the end of Lethal, the first Lethal Weapon, where, and I told um told my wrestling promoter about my trainer Danny Daniels about that when he were talking about a match between um Heidi Lovelace and uh, who's now Ruby Soho, uh, and um. Oh shoot! This times, uh, a wrestler called she Matt Ruby Cage.
1: Soho before she was Ruby Solo.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, I I may have shaken her hand. I can't really say I ever had a conversation with her. Well, uh, but yeah, no, I uh, yeah, uh, the promotion I worked with uh, that was the base for uh, me was all-American wrestling, which uh, be- just became A.A.W., kind of like how WWE doesn't actually stand for World Wrestling Entertainment. It's just three letters. Um, no, so Danny Daniels, like, he recently had Ruby Soho face uh, Josh Alexander at their last show.
1: Right on. No, yeah. that's cool. She's somebody I always thought never really got her that. I always liked her a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh no, she's a cool. She's definitely a cool girl. Um, cool woman. Uh, but she had a match. Like the first time I ever saw her, it was an intergender match for the AAW Heritage Championship against a wrestler called Matt Cage, who's a really cool dude. Um, and uh, what happened? Like this match, though, it was like a brutal. She she was getting beat the snot out of i didn't expect that and then it's like by the like danny was telling me so what'd you think well i mean for the third time they were interacting the third time they're wrestling and he said no they're only wrestling one other time well she said third time so uh i digress about it, the promo she got um for that interaction like i was kind of hoping for the end of lethal weapon where Mel Gibson's about to kill you know, is has to hold himself back from killing Gary Busey. I wanted that kind of extreme. <laughs> so, um and of course Mel Gibson doesn't kill Gary Busey. Then Gary Busey tries grabbing a gun and then they just shoot the hell out of him. Like I, I, I'm a fan I'm a fan of this, uh I'm a fan of the no, don't kill him because you're better than him. Kill him because like they asked for it. <laughs> oh, now we're now we're to the point in the movie where he is making the uh, actual grenade with marble. You never
1: seen Lethal Weapon, Dexter? Sorry, Dexter decided he didn't want to go to bed. You never seen Lethal Weapon? No.
0: Hey, if you get if you get past the opening scene with the uh, with the naked woman, That's one of off my him,
1: favorite fights.
0: <laughs> Jump at naked woman!
1: All the cops just crowd around. Oh yeah, Gary Busey.
0: Yep, no, <laughs> we just uh, watch them. Play. That was the first R-rated movie. My mom and dad. My mom just said, "Yeah, you could watch that. It's on cable. It's like, uh, you realize they're watching the. Dude, uh, I love
1: weapons. They're lethal they're watching
0: weapons, the. They're oh. watching the sex tape. Like, no, no, no. It's it's fine. Like, I'm thirteen, fourteen. I've never really gotten to see boobs like that. Damn um no it's uh yeah it's um yeah it's one of my favorite fight scenes i guess it kind of explains the character of thomas that she does he doesn't want to go all out but then again when you create them create that grenade which doesn't work out
1: I remember right like the whole thing was like they were both green berets and they both just kind of wanted to see who, who had the? Oh yeah, the of, in the end of in the end of in
0: the end of Lethal Weapon. Yes, it's basically who's the uh, special for the best special forces guy.
1: Yeah, who's uh, the man?
0: Yeah, you God want a shot? You want a off. shot at the champ?
1: My <laughs> eighties action flicks were the best.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm doing <laughs> a little. It
1: re- just came down to who had the biggest dick
0: yeah well i'm doing a little research again with uh flexing uh you know bending the 90 for chill rules but there uh i'll announce it when i'm ready but there is a chance there's going to be a very 80s 80s podcast um i don't want to i don't want to give too many details it'll be mentioned probably in the opening of the research i've been doing um Let's just say Erica Erica Alaniak, if you remember her.
1: I'm gonna try to show the boys some of the the martial arts movies I watched growing up, like The Last Dragon.
0: Uh you know <laughs> I've never actually best. I'm best I've never actually sat through the, through best of really?
1: the best. You've never seen The Majesty of Bruce Leroy? Um <laughs>
0: uh, no, I haven't <laughs> watched. No, I, I, I'll ready. acknowledge I had not watched The Last Dragon. I've seen The Miami Connection. If you wanna want a uh laugh a minute uh movie i have
1: that's...
0: not seen that oh i've well, well yeah no it's a it's a really screwed up movie i've really only watched it with um the guys from mst3k commentating over it um they do a show called riff tracks which i highly suggest not not a show they so the guys from mystery science theater 3000 say the uh comedy central sci-fi period uh, they do, they still do what they, what they always did. They just do it for like, you can go and buy what they call riff tracks uh, for pretty more, far more significant movies. So like I have riff tracks for like all the Star Wars prequels, which is basically them making jokes. I got one, which is weird. out. Like Jurassic Park is weird. Al Yankovic and uh, Mike Nelson from Mystery Science Theater 3000 making jokes throughout it um truth be told i've never actually listened to all these riff tracks i've bought i mean i've bought one for face off i've bought one i mean but i do go to all their live shows when they host when they do them at movie theaters like uh most recent one i saw was uh amityville (laughs) four
1: i have to remember that they pop up on my amazon a lot
0: Oh yeah, my yeah. My girlfriend
1: really likes watching a Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, watches.
0: there's a Chuck Norris movie that might pop up called Code of Silence, where they do it, um, where Chuck Norris's sidekick is Flounder from Animal House.
1: Really, I haven't watched really Chuck Norris since I was a kid.
0: Oh no, Chuck Norris got old pretty fast, in my opinion. It was you just knew it was half that half-ass stuff, like. Jean-Claude Van Damme until the nineties, it was pretty half-ass stuff. Like Bloodsort, Undisputed Classic. We already covered that. But uh Lionheart's kind of I I I don't know. I still shed a tear when I'm watching the end of Lionheart, but
1: (laughs) um I don't know. People love Lionheart. I don't I don't I don't hate it. Just I don't know. I don't I don't love it as much as everyone
0: else. Oh no, I, it's not it's one of the worst made of John Claude Van Damme movies. Uh I will I will acknowledge that. Um never mind, you got Brian Thompson, or I think it's Brian Thompson, yeah. As Is like his a manager? No, no. Brian Thompson was like the uh big bodyguard for the oh, like, yeah. for the one for the uh female antagonist.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like and like this is the guy who ended up being shao khan in mortal Kombat annihilation which is movie we're never going to cover on this um but better his best known is probably is the bad guy in cobra with sylvester stallone um which i, I
1: so for, for me as his manager i love the manager in lionheart so oh much.
0: yeah no that's a great character um and it was another movie where Jean-Claude Van Dam was like at the I don't know. He got to his po I think that's the problem with Van Damme is he got to his uh peak of his powers real fast.
1: Well, yeah, it was all that blow, it took its toll.
0: Well, no, what I'm saying is that like okay, really? We're going to put Jean-Claude Van Damme, like kickboxer is good, but it's not blood sport. Um like
1: oh no, I would take kickboxer over blood
0: sport oh okay that's a that's a hot take um like i i thought blood sport was a little too dark. I love the remix <laughs> the 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 re- the reinvention uh I would definitely recommend blood sport um not blood sport i'm sorry, kickboxer oh shoot, what are they called okay no, I'm already on i m d b uh, I think it was Kickboxer Retaliation. Uh, Kickboxer, have you seen Kickboxer Five with Mark DeCascos? Um, uh,
1: not recently.
0: Oh, Okay, that well, it wasn't really even part of the franchise. Honestly, I think they just threw the Kickboxer title on it. Uh, Mark DeCascos, he's. Best known as the pro, he's probably going to be best known as the chairman and Iron Chef America. Um, man, I can't recall, like, it's not come on, show me. I'm doing the search. Kickboxer, Kickboxer Vengeance, Jean Claude Van Damme basically plays the mentor role in that one instead of the um, the fighter. Dave Batista is the final. It plays Tong Po. Uh, you got he
1: plays jo- Tong Po.
0: Yes, not,
1: I can know
0: that. Kickboxer Vengeance 2016. Uh, yeah, Dave Batista plays Tong Po. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme is the guy who's training training the fight. The lead character to fight him. Uh, they did a sequel where it was uh, the where. Christopher Lambert is your overall villain. He's the evil promoter and his fighter is The Mountain from Game of Thrones.
1: Yes, uh, I believe my uh, old co-host Seth Bates from uh, Van Dammit that you can find on my broken laptop <laughs> he in a landfill somewhere. He <laughs> we went over the
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, no. he
1: watched all of those movies. Man. He loves oh, those kickboxer man. movies. Well,
0: Kickboxer Retaliation even has my, like has a bunch of MMA guy, MMA guys. Mike Tyson is a mentor in that one, like. Jean-Claude Van Damme is blind in the movie. It's it's a it's like yeah, the new kickboxers. I really want their third movie. I think it was supposed to be Kickboxer Apocalypse, but it hasn't come out. I don't know if it ever will. All right. I so,
1: saw a trailer for a new Bloodsport. Is that real?
0: Uh, I feel I,
1: like that—that's almost has to be real.
0: I don't know. I haven't really followed the Bloodsport stuff. I didn't really watch too many of the sequels. Um, like, we're, which I—I I should give a little more time for because I know one of them, uh, uh, the Dark Kumite. I think it was. Well, uh, it
1: looked like it was going to be like a like how they did the rockies yeah the last couple years? it was like that because it had the all all the original cast and whatnot Huh,
0: that's weird um so blood sport did just... you
1: not see that it somehow popped up on my youtube oh.
0: i don't know like i got I think... bloods i got Bloodsport, sport blood sport 2 with daniel bernhard uh bernhardt i should say who's actually like he shows up in a lot of these action movies now as like a heavy uh, henchman. He was in uh, John Wick as uh, the guy who almost killed him with a bag over his head. He mm-hmm. was in Atomic Blonde with uh, Charlize Theron. Um, so I really think I've seen two of the Bloodsport uh, sequels and I can't say I watched them from the beginning to the end. I know Bloodsport 2 is Daniel Bernhardt and uh, Pat Morita. And Bloodsport 3, I think they kill Pat Marina. Um, but you have John Reese Davies, the guy who played um, he's gonna probably best known as Gimli the Dwarf from uh, Lord of the Rings. Great character actor. Um, so yeah, but we're really straying off topic, I guess. So we're I'm at also uh, let's just try to jump back in. So I'm at the point where Thomas. Thomas has the gun on uh Santa Claus doesn't want to shoot him so um but it's like I don't know if we real there's really like it's it's a uh deadly games I mean it's worth I think you know again if you like Christmas movies I mean, if you want something twisted, this is definitely, like, I guess that's the biggest problem with the movie, at least when it comes to our our shores, is it's twisted, and I don't think um, we got a lot, the mainstream has a lot of patience for just straight up twisted. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll take M. Night Shyamalan's bullshit any day of the week, but, you know, oh, it's a twist. We're fine with twists. We want twists, but we don't want the idea of the feature to be like, how that, what, how are you so screwed up that you wanted a showdown between a 10 year old and a psychotic Santa Claus?
1: I mean, in a sense, we got it in Home Alone, but it was just pitched differently.
0: Well, I, again, it's <laughs> like.
1: Person, I just. I don't get it. I just
0: see uh, Home Alone. In it. I. I. You see, I'm not like. I. I. I understand where people think Home Alone is, but it's like, all right. But let's look at movie Home Invasion movies where somebody fights back. So we're talking um, Ready or Not's not really a Home Invasion movie, but you know, you got to. She has to get clever. Um, and I can't wait to talk about the twist in Ready or Not which I don't think's a twist honestly cuz they establish it just before the third act. Yeah. Um you should have caught it at the end of the second act though when she's in the barn and huh, why are there so many goats? Uh, um but homophasian movies where you're creating traps which is your next, you know. Like love how your next ends. Um Like, especially for somebody with a bleeding heart who's, you know, may have said stuff like defend, defund certain things, but I digress. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I just find this more as a, like, as I say, this is Home Alone with stakes because there's no emotional value to what uh, Kevin McAllister does in Home Alone. It's actually straight up sadism. Uh, um, Thomas is a far better person than Kevin McAllister Thomas actually has a threat he's trying to deal with you know a lot of growing up to do all of a sudden while Kevin McAllister oh I got a bunch of idiots who were fooled by a freaking VHS tape of a movie from the 1940s I'm going to screw these guys up there's not a there's no, there's no sense of cruelty in Thomas, Well the sheer fact that okay Kevin McAllister sets up all these traps. All right, once they're in the house, get the f- hell out of the house. No, Kevin McAllister sits and watches his Tom and Cherry bullshit.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> like it, it just Thomas
1: totally recognizes the danger of someone breaking into your house
0: yeah no it's not like it's not like I have like this is kind of stuff like it's not like I haven't dreamt or thought of the day where oh it's gonna be that final showdown with that ultimate bully and some bollocks like that and am I going to the hero thing like when I have their head grasped like blood sport you know say it say it expecting the same latte or i'm going to break their neck <laughs> like you know i'm not going to do the wrong thing and break the neck <laughs> like it's not like i haven't dreamt of that stuff and making the right decisions but um no uh that's like that's i guess i think this movie is the ultimate counterpoint to home alone like if you show your kids home alone you should be ready to show your kid deadly games. Just to set them straight and narrow. I mean, that might be an extreme stance. I don't know.
1: <laughs> just something to shoot for. Look what this kid can do at ten.
0: What well, no. Doing? Just no, I'm not saying that. Like, oh no, be a genius and uh, you know, use your use your intelligence to defend the house. No, I mean this is a this kid. Thomas is going through an actual. He's got to protect his grandfather. He actually has to take on an evil. Harry and Marv are not evil. They're just stupid. Which, like, and Kevin McAllister's just a bully for sitting around and actually watching his mayhem ensue. Like, no. Get the.
1: Is also deeply traumatized after his yes, no,
0: no, it. like, yeah, this is like this is reality. Uh I don't know. Like it's it's a tough ask, I guess, to tell a chill tell a child. Um yeah, no, uh, this is what really happens. But I don't know. You know you I guess
1: I hear about the deleted subplot to Home Alone where Which... the uncle was in on it the entire time
0: no i didn't hear about that one i i'm more familiar with everybody saying that how the hell did the McAllisters do that oh i think kevin's dad was in the mob the irish mob I'm okay familiar- yeah
1: i've heard that one too that he was in the cia that's how that's what i heard
0: oh i, I i've always like it's more jokingly that uh they said irish mob but <laughs> like yeah no nobody should really like have this kind of layout I don't know. It's a really tough thing. It's like, honestly, like if your kid acts up after seeing Home Alone, show them this movie. That'll straighten them out.
1: Yeah, or get them put on a watch list.
0: <laughs> well, I think that would put you on the watch list as the parent because until they have a credit card, they can't get Shutter on their own.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: So. All right. So, no, this is a as I say, I would highly recommend like I'm not saying it's a 4, it's a perfect movie by any stake. Um they don't do it, well, I should scratch it like the story is kind of wonky at points, but everything that's put on film is done I mean, chef's kiss, magnifique. Um it-
1: I think it's a perfect movie about a child trying to protect his butthole.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna think more of the grandfather. I I mean, I agree that uh, Michael Jackson is it's is more than likely a child molester. But I I this is like the concept where I guess it's the argument that no, Michael Jackson was okay. He just wanted to be a child. <laughs> I I can <laughs> see so, but. I think, if anything, this movie needed... It's a shame this movie was not shown until 2014, tw- uh, 15, 15 years after it was released to a wide audience Um, because we could have learned so much more. and I mean, this is the ultimate stranger danger film. There we go. I think that's it. Like. like <laughs> yeah
1: and early uh internet well,
0: oh well I, as they say in 1990
1: don't invite strangers to your house over the internet
0: uh yeah well but this is 1994 i don't think i mean yeah maybe it was a big deal it's in Fran- it was a big uh, deal in it was, france ahead of its time. yeah so yeah i had to definitely recommend regardless i think it's definitely the twisted kind of stuff uh no, I like and I'd like to say twisted kind of stuff. No, it's just like I think this is kind of reality to an extent. Like I wish it was this twisted, but no, there's plenty of sick mother lovers out there. <laughs> and I wish they were just mother lovers. <laughs> we gotta Yeah. So if
1: they're willing to dress up like saying they look into them.
0: Yes, yeah so at
1: least look into them.
0: yeah i got no. a comic
1: book collection i'm telling you look into me <laughs> you're not gonna find anything i'm just saying you should if he has a comic book collection look into look into him look into russ look into <laughs> all of us <laughs> look into him
0: no then you get fired from your bank job when they actually look uh- <laughs>
1: But, yeah, that's I, I am sorry that happened. Yeah, guys. well
0: all I all I can say is I never mentioned the bank, I never mentioned any names. So but um as I say yeah. the DM
1: you for having a podcast and working at a bank.
0: Well, it wasn't the podcast, it was the blog. Oh. Believe me, if they heard the podcast, oh gosh. <laughs> so all right, so uh, Gregory, anything you want to plug before we get out of here?
1: Uh no
0: okay all right well you can uh if you want to find him just search gregory carl it's spelled the same way it sounds on facebook you can find me on twitter at cat russ um that's at c-a-t-b-u-s-r-u-s-s uh, my email address if you want to be on the show of course you can use the twitter account whatever um is rustthebus07 at gmail.com that's r-u-s-s-t-h-e-b-u-s-0-7 at gmail.com just offer me a theme a movie a director an actor as long as we focus on sub 100 minute material if you want to do the extra work and watch a movie and say no nothing happens at the end of the credits you don't um so it should qualify i'll be happy to hear from you so uh, otherwise rate and subscribe on Spotify and Apple podcasts. I prefer just the five-star reviews. If you want to talk trash about the podcast, do that on my Twitter account. I can handle it. I mean, I, I, I've looking through old tweets like, uh, oh, yeah, no, those gun loving buttheads are. <laughs> no, I don't regret that statement at all. Uh, but I, I can take it. So uh thank you very much, uh Gregory, for coming back on the show. Uh as I say, uh there's a lot of stuff I'm looking into. Um if anything that inspires you to listen to the next episode listen to this episode. Um and uh again, thanks for all the help.
1: Oh yeah, no problem. I've I've watched a lot of weird stuff over Christmas break. Kind of jog my memory on a few things.
0: So right. I might
1: hit you up on a few other.
0: Hey, I'm not gonna um Definitely, definitely appreciate the help with it, man. So thanks for uh, being uh, so loyal to the cause. Uh, Thanks to Stacia Harden for being my inspiration. And hopefully I'm still doing you proud. And uh, have yourselves a good night.